Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is nightfall, and it is a beautiful evening. It just rained for about five seconds, <laughs> but I decided to broadcast from the patio anyway, so I'm on the patio, which is covered, and if you hear frogs and crickets in the background, you'll know why. And then there's a party going on across the street. It's a condo across the street. So there's um, there's a little cheerfulness in the background if you hear that. So, well, here we are. It is Sunday, the 10th of October. And Rocktober is in full swing. It's the Rocktober surprise. Yes, this is the Rocktober surprise. Why? Because here we are. We are at the moment um, between Saturn and Pluto, or shall I say Pluto and Saturn. So Pluto went direct on Wednesday, and there was that new moon on Wednesday. And then today, depending on where you live, Sunday, the 10th of October, um, by me it's going to be um, 8.17 p.m. and Eastern time it will be 10.17 p.m. that Saturn goes direct. So we are in the in-between place between Pluto going direct and Saturn going direct. Now, I can feel this, I can feel this, I can feel this, and well, it's my job to feel this, but, but <laughs> one of the things that's so important about this is that we are dealing with the two most controlling planets, okay? I don't consider Neptune controlling. I'd say that sometimes when Neptune aspects us, we get like we want to control, <laughs> but... Um, Pluto and Saturn have a whole lot to do with control, especially when they get together like they did last year. So um, we don't see them together very often, but they are still in a proximity that is relatively close. I mean, Pluto is at 24 Capricorn. Saturn is at six degrees Aquarius. Technically, they are not very far apart. Six degrees of Aquarius six degrees of Capricorn, that's 12 degrees apart. They're still pretty close to one another, but they are not in the same sign and they are not conjunct and they are not really aspecting each other. But what they are doing is they are turning direction at the same moment in time. So even though it's not the same day, it doesn't matter. It's only like four days ago. That was Wednesday, today's Sunday. And so Pluto is the Lord of the underworld and Pluto is the one that, that, is about transformation. Saturn's more about holding on to fear and anxiety and having to let go of those things and finding the fear and anxiety and acknowledging it and releasing it. And Pluto helps you release it. Pluto's really good at helping you release those things. So one of the things that I find so interesting is that this month is profoundly, profoundly um, shift worthy, shall we say. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that's so important is that we are in the midst of this Pluto and Saturn. And then like every week when I talk to you, there's going to be another planet going direct. So next week, we're going to talk about Jupiter, and we're going to talk about Mercury. So but right now, we're dealing with Saturn. And I have to say that I am feeling, you know, I, I really plug into the collective unconscious, and i plug into this sense of, um, you know, this, uh, what people are feeling 
what's going on in the world. I don't have to read the paper. I don't have to read, watch the news. I have the, the vibe. So one of the things that I just keep sensing is control, vulnerability, control, vulnerability, control, vulnerability. And it, it's just this cascade of emotions that just keeps sort of swirling around. There's control and the feeling of control based on trying to control things. And then the other side of it where I said, you know, Saturn forces us to look at our fears and anxieties and let go of them and really connect with what they are and, and just release them. And sat that's the job that's the job Saturn in its highest I in its highest form helps us do. But it is very important for us to pay attention to where we feel vulnerable because that's where we're going to get anxious and that's where we don't want to let go and that's where we're going to try to control. So control and vulnerability are extremely close to each other. So one of the things that happens is you grasp and hold on when you're vulnerable, when you're sensitive when you're going to lose something or you know you have to release something. And with Venus having passed over the south node, especially with, with the moon the other day, so yesterday it was Venus and the moon over the south node. South node is where we release things. The south node is where old habits die hard and we should be releasing things, but we don't necessarily want to release things. And it's important to pay attention to both sides of the coin here, both the vulnerability and the control. And where are you feeling most vulnerable in your life? It's probably wherever Aquarius is, and that's where Saturn is going direct. And it's, people are cheering in my background. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, maybe people are cheering on vulnerability. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. I can hear it loud and clear. Um, but I didn't have a choice. I, you know, they've been partying for a few hours and they're going to continue. So it's, if it's background noise, what can I do? Um, anyway, the, one of the things that's, um, happening is that the vulnerability shifts in and we're like, oh, it's like, it's, it's these waves of, of feeling raw and naked and, vulnerable, you know, just, just open and like an open wound. Um, and then there's the control. No, I can fix this. I can patch it up. I can keep it together. I can make sure that I'm not going to, um, lose my, lose my cool here. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep, keep things together. And sometimes you just have to let go. You just have to let go. And whatever letting go feels like to you, whether it's going for a walk or just taking deep breaths or just meditating or just going laying down or crying or just allowing the sensitivity or journaling it out or whatever. A lot of the, a lot of the control we want to assume we, we don't have a lot of control out of any, over a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of things we don't have control over. There are things that we want to keep together Yes, because we got to keep it together, you know, especially if you've got a family and kids and stuff, responsibilities, you got you got to keep it together. But there's a difference between keeping it together 
and having a natural sense of vulnerability and control and release. Um, can't control cats. I tell you, you can't control cats. <laughs> Did I say this last week? I know I've said it before. You can't control cats. <laughs> I think you can control your dog more than you can control a cat. So they, they teach us a valuable lesson cats do. They, they let you know, you can't control me. I'm not going to allow myself to be controlled. And, you know, sometimes that's hard on the cat owner. But anyway, onward to people. <laughs> um, you really have to know that there is a part of you that feels extremely vulnerable right now. And you have to let it be and let it allow it, allow for it, because the control is going to step in and want to step all over the vulnerability. How dare you be vulnerable? You got to buck up. And this is very Capricornian energy. Capricornian types tends to want to pull itself up by the bootstraps and they expect you to do the same thing. So if you're close to Capricorns or you are a Capricorn, Saturn is is a Capricornian planet. It rules Capricorn. And so we expect a lot of ourselves under Saturn. You know, it's like, I got to get up. I got to start the day. I got to get control. <laughs> and Pluto is in Capricorn. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of control in the air, but then Saturn you know, when we sit down with our fears and anxieties, when Saturn stops in the sky as it is right now, and and Venus is on the south node, um, there's a part of us that feels truly vulnerable and truly just raw and open. And that's when we have to not pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, you know, do not pull yourself up by the bootstraps. This is this is a time to allow yourself to be, just be, just be who you are and own it and be conscious of it and not feel that you have to buck up, okay? Um, there's much in the world we can't control, you know, the universe is in control really. Um, but we can, we can be ourselves and be in this and just kind of soak up and just release ourselves into the into the vulnerability into the and just to the very sense of release um so that's what we're experiencing right now capricorn saturn energy saturn is slowly going to turn direct tonight and so that's you know planet number two this month and I call it the October surprise because there's two more and let me tell you that mercury retrograde I, I'm uh, <laughs> that Friday, Thursday, Friday, the Mercury retrograde has been just, just butt kicking. <laughs> so, and it's not even in Capricorn, it's in Libra. And it just has been uh, just like head spinning. So yeah, that's been real fun. That's been real fun. So you know what I mean. Those of you who have experienced Mercury retrograde in these last few days have just been like, you couldn't keep up with the retrograde moments. I just, I couldn't keep up with them. So regardless, there it is. And it's going to be for another, you know, week plus. Okay. So we just have to accept Mercury. And there's another thing you can't control. You just can't control. You just, if somebody says no, you have to say, okay, no, <laughs> no. All right. Well, fine. Then I'm just going to, I'm just going to move on my merry way. So, okay. Now the other thing is that I want to bring up, and this is 
a shout out to the United States because I'm in Costa Rica. Um, Pluto went direct and Pluto is the planet of transformation. My shout out to the United States is because Pluto at 24 degrees of Capricorn is now moving forward. No more retrograde backwards and it's going to, so every sign has 30 degrees and every planet goes retrograde except the sun and the moon. And if you are familiar with um, my podcast, you have heard me say before that when Pluto, you know, when planets go direct, then they start moving towards new areas of the zodiac or possibly retreading over an old area of the zodiac that they have already been through before. Remember, retrograde is like, you know, something is going in wonder. It looks like somebody next to you is going backwards. Like you're in traffic. You've heard me say this before. You're in traffic. You're sitting in traffic and then your lane starts to move, but the lane to your right is not moving. So it looks like you're going forward, but the lane to your right is going backwards. And that's, that's kind of what retrograde looks like. You know, it's an apparent, an apparent movement backwards. Okay. So Pluto now moves forward and why I'm, I digress, of course, to retrograde. Why do I say a shout out to the United States? It's because the United States, in its moment of July 4th, 1776, that is what we take the astrological chart for. So, you know, countries have astrological charts as well as people. And everybody gets um, returns in their charts. So, you know, if it's your birthday, you get a solar return. And the United States is having a Pluto return. So what does that mean? Well, people do return means that the United States is more than 250 years old. And that means that in the birth chart of the United States, there is a Pluto as everybody, even though Pluto wasn't discovered in 1776, we still look at it. You know, we could still look at the Pluto of the Magna Carta too. So Pluto was at 27 degrees of Capricorn in the chart of the United States on July 4th, 1776. Pluto will again go to 27 degrees Capricorn in February next year. So like in, you know, a few months, we're going to get Pluto at 27 degrees Capricorn. Now, the essence of one's birth chart comes forward when we have these returns, when you have your birthday, you know, you come into your solar energy, your solar power. When you have a Saturn return, people have heard of the Saturn return. It comes every 28, 29 years. It comes when you're 29 years old, when you're 58 years old. That is a particularly uh, Saturnian moment. It's lessons. It's leaving things behind. It's growing up. It's moving forward. Saturn is, is very important. Many people have heard about Saturn returns. We don't get a lot of outer planet returns. Countries, like I said, countries get them. When Pluto comes back to 27 degrees Capricorn next year and will waver there between there next year and the year after, 22 and 23, um, 22, 2022 and 2023, that is, it will waver back and forth because things go retrograde and the United States gets this aspect. This is a very poignant moment. This is very powerful. Why? Because this is the first time since 1776 that the United States is having a Pluto return. And then we go back to the essence of why the United States was formed. And this is a whole lecture and this is a whole study and there's lots about it on the internet, okay? 
Um, I can refer you to one article, but not just yet. Let me explain. What happened July 4th, 1776? They made a declaration of independence from England. They didn't want to be part of England anymore because of taxation without representation, because of tyranny, because of X, Y, and Z. They had a zillion reasons why they did not want to be part of the rulership of England and they wanted to manage on their own. And thus began the revolution because England didn't like that. And so what are we going to see next year? We are going to see reminiscences or what I call a recurrence of similar values. Now, what we don't always learn in school when we're little kids is that, well, you know, the United, the colonies wanted to be free and they wanted to, you know, get away from England and so they did this, okay? Yeah, they did this, but not everybody in the United States wanted to be free of England or the colonies at the time. And they weren't all happy about it. Some were and some weren't. So the country was divided. What is the country now? Divided. The country's been divided for years. Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. The vibe of Pluto and Capricorn for the United States is phenomenal. And it is a very powerful and demanding moment. And so I send my blessings to the United States. And we're going to talk about this over these next months because we're going to see some very major shifts and changes and things ar arise from this return of Pluto. Because Pluto, remember what I said, is control. They didn't want to be controlled by the British anymore. So everybody who, and you know what, we're all getting Pluto, but we're not all getting a Pluto return. And so everybody who lives in the U.S. is going to watch this happen. And it's a collective planet, Pluto. And that means we're going to watch it on the news. You're going to see it. Well, you're going to see it on the news. Um, people are going to see it on the news. Um, and you're going to understand, if you listen to my podcast, oh, this is the Pluto return of the United States. It's extraordinary. This is an extraordinary moment. Now, shortly after the United States had a revolution, France had a revolution. France was never the same. Okay, the United States wasn't the United States. France was around for a really long time, okay? And they were like a global power at one point. And, you know, France really had a revolution that was very bloody. And I think that was when Pluto had already gone into Aquarius. But that's a whole new chart for France as a result of their revolution shortly after the American Revolution. And um, if you have not seen the musical Hamilton, I strongly suggest you watch it, which is on Disney+. Plus. I do not work for Disney, but um, I think that a lot is to be gained if you haven't seen Hamilton, that you should watch it because it reminds you of all these little pieces, of the piece of the United States that didn't want to revolt and didn't want a revolution. There's a guy that sings a song in the first act that talks about how you know, this this conflict is not meant for me, he says. Um, and he thinks that they're playing a dangerous game, as he sings. And then the king comes out, King George, and says, what do you think you're doing? You know, you belong to me. And so this is this was a major conflict at the time. And so what happens when we have a Pluto return? We start to have the reminiscences and the recurrences of what happened the first time Pluto had that spot in the zodiac when a country was born. 
And so this is something profoundly interesting and profound in the life of the United States. Now, um, the thing is, this is going to be an interesting to watch thing to watch, but it is also something that we need to remember to not get confused and to not, you know, allow ourselves to get caught up, too caught up emotionally in what's going on because it's important to watch it, understand it, let it go. Um, you know, it is complicated. Pluto's complicated. Pluto, Pluto brings up everything. It unearths, okay? So now Pluto is on its way. And why I'm emphasizing this now is because Pluto is now direct. Pluto is now going forward. Pluto wasn't going forward, you know, when I spoke to you last week. It was about to go forward. But now it's zipping toward that 27 degrees of Capricorn. Now, it won't get there till February, but it doesn't matter. It's there. It's going there. Like I said, there's been division in the country for years, Okay, Pluto's been in Capricorn for years, for 13 years. And so we're going to watch some interesting movies here <laughs> as they play out in front of us. And so I send this information out to people so they are aware of it. The article that my teacher wrote, um, my teacher, Michael Luton, wrote an article for Vanity Fair when he used to write for Vanity Fair back in 2006. And, you know, George Bush was the president back then, and um, the Pluto was not in Capricorn yet. Pluto was still in Sagittarius. And meaning that Michael was preparing people for the eventuality of Pluto going to Capricorn and talking about what that meant. Now, the article is on Vanity Fair's website, it's also on Michael's website. It's probably easier to go over to Vanity Fair and find it, vanityfair.com. I don't work for them either. And um, <laughs> and you can type in Michael Luton, you know, Michael Luton, and th that article should come up. He wrote a long piece about the government. So you're going to go back and you're going to say, oh, they're talking about George Bush. Yeah, because it was written in 2006. But watch how relevant it is to now. And he explains this um, in a way that the regular readers can enjoy as opposed to like all sorts of astrological jargon. Um, he's very good at that. So one of the things that I recommend if you haven't done it is go find that article. And if you can't find it, email me info at the golden astrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. And I have it in PDF. I can send it to you. Um, and so this is, this is a profound moment as Pluto goes forward. And as Saturn goes forward, so each of us is going to feel something in our lives that we're blaming, we're pointing a finger at control or fear. You're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid. Hmm. Look, I always say this, look within, you have to look within or else you are going to um, keep blaming everybody else outside of you and pointing a finger outside and it's not going to get resolved. It gets resolved when we look inside. And that's one of the things that's so important during Pluto and Saturn. Now, there are other things going on this week. Um, you know, we're sta we watched Pluto is stationing. Saturn is stationing. Jupiter is stationing. Jupiter's not moving. Jupiter's not moving. Mercury's going to move backwards for another week, and then it's going to stop. But, but things are stopping in the sky, one right after the other. And so this is a profound unearthing this, this month. And... This is why, you know, we don't know. There's a lot of propelling ourselves into the unknown, and that's okay. We have to trust the unknown. We have to move forward. We have to feel our feelings, 
align with what we're feeling and connect where we're vulnerable, soothe our souls, and allow ourselves to not control our the situations, okay, and, and release. So what else is going on this week, Deb? Hmm, tell us something else. Well, Venus is going to make a very nice conversation with Saturn on Wednesday, and it's a sextile because um, Venus is in fun, loving Sag, and Saturn is in... Um, Aquarius. And so they talk to each other nicely. So Venus and Saturn are going to have a nice agreeable conversation as opposed to the one they had a few weeks ago when Venus squared Saturn, when Venus was back in Scorpio. Um, and Venus is in fun, left and Sag. Once she gets past the south node in this next day or so, she'll, she'll give us a little more loving. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that's a nice conversation Venus and Saturn are having. Venus is the, um, Venus is the planet of love and beauty and art and money. And Saturn is the planet of structure and duty and discipline and a certain amount of understanding one's own fears and anxieties. Um, the other thing is that we are going to have a very lovely sun trying Jupiter on Friday the 15th. So the sun, the sun, which is still in Libra, is going to make a nice, a very nice aspect to Jupiter which is the planet of abundance and the planet that is fun-loving, that rules Sagittarius. And that's going to make a very lovely aspect. They're going to talk to each other very sweetly. And this is good. This is Friday. And this is really good. So if you want, like, to plan something nice or ha have a nice outing or do something fun or just enjoy the day, that's what Friday's about because the sun is going to trine Jupiter. And the sun trine Jupiter... Um, is an opportunity. It doesn't mean we're going to be hit overhead with like all sorts of money and gifts. There's opportunity. You may be asked, hey, we're coming, we're having a party. Would you like to come? That's an opportunity. Um, we're thinking of taking a vacation. Do you want to join us? That's an opportunity. Uh, if you applied for a new job, there may be an opportunity. Like this is for you to take some action and to sort of glide into something that's good. It's also a day just to enjoy your life. <laughs> it's a day to feel good and enjoy your life. Um, so that's another n good aspect we're having this week. Um, then we're going to move into more of, you know, Venus trining Chiron, Chiron being the, the wounded healer, as they say, in mythology, but Venus, and that's good. That means that the oppositions that we had last week, last Sunday, we had that sun opposite Chiron and that I was talking about that and our wounds came forward and rejections and where we feel like we've been kicked in the face. And this is Venus coming in to smooth it all over saying, it's okay. It's okay, Chiron. It's okay. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to protect you. Um, and that's, that's something that's going to be, you know, positive as well. Um, next week, Jupiter goes direct, but, you know, we got a couple of interesting aspects going on next Sunday, but we'll talk about them more next Sunday. The sun is going to square Pluto, and that's a challenge. So, hmm, there's, there's the control again. So, but Jupiter is going to be going direct, so it's a, it's a mixed bag next Sunday. But that's next Sunday. That's the next time we meet. Now, as we speak, the moon is in Sagittarius, and that's fun, love, and Sagittarius, and it's going to stay in Sagittarius. Um, it's, you know, going to stay there, and then tomorrow we'll go into Capricorn. Tomorrow morning, actually, or noon-ish, 
Eastern Time. Okay, so if you're on the East Coast in that region of the world, you will receive the Moon in Capricorn tomorrow at 1.15 p.m. Um, it's going to be in Sag for the rest of today, and then it's going to go void, um, you know, 12.30 a.m. Now, void moons aren't great times to start something new, but it'll be in the middle of the night in this region of the world, so we kind of don't have to worry about it. If you're in a different region of the world, like Australia, it will probably be... Um, you know, just avoid moon during your day. Those are good times to get your regular tasks done, your grocery shopping, your laundry, your, you know, your to-do list, and your, um, your, you know, your computer work, you know, balance your checkbook, etc. Tuesday, the moon is in Capricorn. The moon is in Capricorn. Again, on Wednesday, it goes void at 6.53 a.m. Eastern time. The moon is void on Wednesday in Capricorn until... It enters Aquarius at 4.47 p.m. So the bulk of the working day, the moon is void in Capricorn. So just do your tasks, do your tasks, do whatever. Um, you know, it's not void Tuesday. It's void mostly Wednesday. So if you can get, like, if you have to initiate things this week, Tuesday's a good day. Thursday's a good day. Don't do it on Wednesday. Like, if you're going for a job interview for a brand new place you've never seen before, Probably not a good idea to go Wednesday. So, okay, then the moon's in Aquarius, and it goes to Aquarius uh, Thursday, Friday, and it is, again, void in the morning, in the early morning in Aquarius at 8.33 a.m., and then it goes into Pisces at 10.29 p.m., or 10.22 p.m., that means the moon is void all day on the East Coast um, in this region of the world on Friday. So remember I said Friday is that good day of Venus, Jupiter, um, a Sun, Jupiter, rather, sorry. Um, it's okay. The moon's void. You know, just enjoy the day. <laughs> just enjoy the day. It's void in Aquarius, in wacky Aquarius. And Mercury will be stationing, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting time. It's going to be, you know, Mercury slowing down to go direct on Monday the 18th. So it'll start slowing down a little bit, but not stopping just yet. So it's a fairly reasonable week, but when we get into, you know, big planets like Saturn and Pluto turning direct and changing direction, like, I've been exhausted, okay? I'll admit, I have been exhausted, and it's Saturn. Saturn is on me. I'm an Aquarius. Saturn has been right on the point between my Sun and Mars. It's been very tiring for me, so I've had to rest more. So if you feel the need to rest more, remember, we're shifting direction here. These are big shifts, okay? It doesn't mean you got to keep pushing. You have to take, if the planets are stopping... You have to stop, too, at some point. Stop. Just stop. Um, and you can't control cats. <laughs> Meowing in the background. Got the marina. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> you can't control cats. Um, so there you go. That's this week. The big news is Saturn turning direct tonight. Feel it. Own it. Know it. Journal it. Be with it. Meditate on it. Meditation is always the best way to get through your stuff and work through your stuff. And, you know, Saturn, Pluto, where do you feel controlled in your life? Where do you want to not feel that control? 
Where do you feel vulnerable in your life? Where can you strike the balance between control and vulnerability? Okay. And that's it for the week. My name is Deb McBride. You can reach me here every week at the Golden Astrologer Podcast and my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. If you'd like to book a session with me, you can go to thegoldenastrologer.com, book online. My Facebook is also The Golden Astrologer. My Instagram is The Golden Astrologer, and my Twitter is at Deb Astrology. And on Instagram, I do a lot of little videos and things that help uh us get through the week and understand the aspects and what we're feeling and how we're moving through the week. So tune into Instagram and you know, there's some anecdotes in there as well. So, um, I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and supporting me and gratitude to each and every one of you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, as we move through this Saturn turning direct, I wish you all great success and um, feeling good and finding the balance in the things you need to find balance. And I better go um, because the cat is controlling me, right? Okay, thank you for listening.